0: Welcome to Music Journeys. I'm Mike Foley. Thrilled to have Sam Roberts back for another visit to chat about his band's latest release, The Adventures of Ben Blank. We first spoke in 2020 for the All of Us album, and we'll put a link to that podcast under this new conversation at wcbe.org. Just look for Music Journeys in WCBE's podcast experience. Now there, you'll also see a link to the family band. Remember, the pandemic led to many inspirational home videos, and Sam Roberts, along with his two daughters and son, gave us a version of We're All In This Together. I loved it, and so throughout this new chat, you'll hear me trying to convince him to bring the family band back together maybe there's a chance i don't know but for now the actual sam roberts band has an incredible new album that you'll enjoy and hear all about the adventures of ben blank sam roberts our featured guest on this edition of music journeys thanks for listening
1: hi this is sam roberts and this is my music journey and it's also the journey of ben blank
2: Rock like and roll singer, a real humblen, solid gold. I'm a 6 string gunslinger. I'm a name taker and a deal breaker. I've been told I'm just a masterpiece faker. I give tough love, ain't gonna preach to you. You want a rough stuff, I'm gonna teach you to. You. Still an upsetter, still a go-getter, 47 center wanna big jet setter. Do
0: The Ballad of Ben Blank opens the nine-track story of a character created by Sam Roberts that Roberts describes as a cosmic cowboy voyager who embarks on a new life. But before exploring the adventures of Ben Blank, we need to set the scene for the interview.
1: Well, this is Sam Roberts reporting live from my basement right here in a damp and relatively dreary Montreal On a fall day, (laughs) snow is imminent, and the deep winter chill that follows and lasts for an eternity.
0: If this record wasn't so great, I'd just have you keep going and keep uh, riffing there. Uh, So thrilled to have uh, new music from you, but I have to admit, uh, there's a little sense of disappointment because uh, the new record, the tour, even this interview, it's cutting into the uh, family band time.
1: Well, I hate to break it to you, but the family band broke up after one, no. one performance. No, there was a second performance. But no, the writing was on the wall for sure that that band was not destined to go very far. I guess when you're paying your bandmates in Oreos, there's a limit to sort of the loyalty that they're going to sort of display for what you do. And then the therapy just caused a fortune afterwards. So maybe I'll try.
0: I have three brothers. Maybe my next family band will be with, with my brothers. That's a good compromise. Okay, I'll take that. Really fortunate to chat with you back in 2020 with All of Us release. And, and those songs were deeply personal. Reflect a little bit on that because we dove into that pretty deeply back then. And then sort of explain when you kind of started thinking about the concept of this new record.
1: Yeah, I I feel like the two records are very closely related in terms of, you know, how they how they reflect on a a sort of shift towards songwriting in general for me in terms of what moves me when when I write a song. And maybe a transition period too, you know. And I'm I'm only I'm saying this having not really reflected too much on it, but you know, if I were to characterize the the, the change between uh how I used to write songs and how I'm writing them now, or where they're coming from, you know, going from a more, maybe a topical songwriter, you know, picking things off the evening news headlines and sort of writing a song about it, being more character driven in a sense too. you know, trying to be Ray Davies from the kinks in a way and writing songs about myself, but through the lens of some somebody else, you know, and I feel like with all of us trying to write those kinds of songs felt hollow, you know, to me, that I'd sort of reached a point in my life where it was important to break down that barrier on a, on a personal level and just say, no, I'm writing from the heart. I'm writing, I'm writing what I feel, me, you know, Uh, and not trying to necessarily disguise it in any way. And, and that, that sort of sparked a renewed energy for, for songwriting in general, because, you know, I think if you feel like you're treading the same water all the time, you quickly run out of, uh, you know, you you can run out of steam, you run out, you run out of inspiration but now I realize that there's this sort of untapped well there of of personal experience and emotion that was sort of giving me access to a whole bunch of music that maybe I wouldn't have felt otherwise.
0: Wow. So what was it that inspired the adventures of Ben Blank? How would you describe it to somebody as a whole? Age.
1: <laughs> Time, you know. Uh, no, you know, it the story started a long time ago actually the, the story of Ben Blank like you know the idea of having a um, you know almost like an alter ego in a way it started when Garth Brooks put out the Chris Gaines record I was working at this record store uh, in the part of Montreal that I grew up in. It was my first job. And Garth Brooks was the biggest country star at bar none at at the time. And I just thought it was this very strange but brave move. So I don't know if if the listeners are familiar with it or not, but Garth Brooks put out this record under the name Chris Gaines. And he went from being, you know, full on cowboy boots and and 10-gallon hat to... An indie rocker, basically, in the in the '90s, early '90s, sort of vein, with you know, eye shadow and this kind of like dark, sweeping hair, and and this the music sort of took on the complexion of this new personality. And I thought, what would it be like if I put out music after all these years of, of putting out records, and you know, my name being sort of front and center on the, not that I'm any kind of Garth Brooks or anything, but just. What would it be like? How would people listen to the music? How would they interpret it if they didn't know it was coming from from me? And would they would they hear it differently? So I was really sort of intrigued by the potential of my own Chris Gaines chapter. I can't believe we're we're talking about Garth Brooks, but I brought this all myself, you know. I know here you, we, you started here we go. I started this, you know? I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, where are we going? But I never I never did it because, like I said, I sort of ran to this brick wall from a songwriting perspective that if it wasn't coming from the heart, that if I was trying to sort of cloak it or hide behind some kind of shell exterior, that it just wasn't happening for me. Literally to the point where I just wasn't able to, like, I wasn't able to write songs anymore. I wouldn't call it writer's block. It was just sort of like, I had to acknowledge the fact that that's where the songs had to come from. So the idea of this avatar you know, person persona just wasn't going to work for me. So I kind of took the idea though and twisted it to say, okay, what about reinvention as an idea? What about having the potential to, uh, to start over at any given point in your life, to sort of detach yourself from your history and your past and to look at the future as a blank slate that you can now go off and fill in with a new perspective and new eyes. And that's where the name sort of Ben Blank sort of comes into play here. This idea of wiping the slate clean. In his case, he leaves his name and his identity in the river, walks off into, into the unknown and starts a new life for himself. And I thought that that's, you know, that was an intriguing idea for me.
2: There are days when the smile on my face is known that it can be found. And there are It's hard to escape this trouble, put you in the ground. And there's a light that shines deep inside a fire you can't do without. And every night when I close my eyes, I'm gone.
0: Who is Ben Blank? I mean, I feel like through the songs he's longing for something, he's he's giving some really good advice, he's asking for help, he's dreaming, he's drawing, he recognizes the power of love. Like it feels like a like a journey of life through these nine songs.
1: That's exactly what it is. I mean, I honestly couldn't have said it better myself. Those are all the things that I think make us human. And I, I wanted each song in this person's adventure or his journey. To just reflect that, what it means to be human, what are the fundamental experiences that join us all together?
2: Then I kiss my two daughters, and you know I kiss my son. we just dark drops and move all the babes, we're born to run. And you're a small fish in the metropolis, a push comes to shove. Everybody needs a little open sky, and everybody needs some love. And I believe in the things that you say to me. Like I believe in the moon and the stars above. I'm gonna fly with the wings that you gave to me. You know, everybody needs some love. Oh, child, everybody needs love.
1: Especially in the world today, you know, where we're, we're, we're being pulled apart. And we talk about it in like, as we're in different teams, whatever, but I think we're also almost being pulled apart by the intensity of our own individuality in a way. Like we're, all, we're all carving out this very sort of personal and unique version of what life is. And all I wanted to do was sort of just draw some of the things that we all, draw attention to some of the things that we all share that are just the, you know, the sort of building blocks of what makes us human. There are a lot, of, a lot of love songs on this record because I think at the end, that is it.
2: I drew a picture of love, I drew a picture of love for you I drew a picture of love, 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 of love for you
1: That's the sort of meaning of life, to me anyway and I think to a lot of people, it's what we celebrate the most. It's what we yearn for the most. It's what, when we lose it, we we long for it the most. And that's a thread that joins us together. So I wanted this record to be that. I wanted it to be a celebration in some way. Even if there's a feeling of longing and loss in there, it's meant to be a celebration of the humanity in this person, or the quest for it anyway. Definitely it's like Cascades, to me, that song is a sort of emotional heart of this whole record. It's right in the middle of it, and that's The Pulse.
2: Take me, take me as you find me with lonely days behind. Ties that bind me Every night I get home Open every window Light the fuse and get stoned All alone, all heart and skin and bones And Monday turns into a Friday Turns into one way ticket to this heartache Will I ever stop Cascading like a raindrop Caught up in a waterfall Dragging us all into a river of tears.
1: It's the crux of the record, getting to that point where you just, this, this person, you know, we could call it Ben Blank, we could, it could be the person listening to the record the way they may feel, or the way I feel writing this, the record, Is sort of, is where you've just completely laid yourself bare. And from that point, you can sort of rebuild again find your footing again but you have to hit that again i don't want to say rock bottom because that that implies a sort of a fall it's more that you're you're just laying it all out there that you're not hiding anything anymore it's like a place of of real honesty and truth uh so that that song to me is is definitely one i feel closest to
0: are you uh, playing the piano on that one? That one sounds unlike anything else on the. the yeah, it's that right back, right sound... back
1: here. You know. That's oh my goodness! Not, look what, at that. Not the one that we recorded it on,
0: but that looks like the family band piano too.
1: We, this is it. This is this. <laughs> this is the stage. You know, we 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 freight We it's nothing's allowed to move, so that we can keep that sort of legendary moment in uh, intact here. <laughs>
0: I feel like I need to start a campaign for the family ban. I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
1: you're gonna have to get through. It's not me. It's not me. It's my teenage daughters. And once a year, one of their classmates will sort of dredge it up off the internet and show it to them. And now they're getting older and older, so therefore it's more and more embarrassing to them. And uh, and who's who's the fall guy? Who do you think? You know, who who coerced them into doing this, Dad? Yeah. Exactly. (laughs)
0: Oh, before I get too off track, I have a son and two uh, daughters, too, and my youngest daughter turns 15 today, so I, I feel like, you. Yeah,
1: I mean, we like hang, the
0: same track. I mean, I think so. I just don't have any music talent. I have a good ear, but I, I can't play anything.
1: Uh, well, I don't have any music talent either. Yes, you to do. My, according to my kids, <laughs> I don't. I'm not Drake. Yeah, it's it's an uphill battle, you know. <laughs> but that's okay that's all right yeah it keeps me humble man that's right there you go <laughs> a little too is there such thing as too like there might be such thing as like too too modest like when as in you've been broken down <laughs> to like a molecular level of pride by your kids i think that's where i'm at right
0: now how about the song uh projection Really love that one. Love the the lyrics in that. How, how did that one come together?
1: One of the things about this record that I really wanted to make sure is that if I just played it with, and you know, I'm not the only person to do this out there, but that if I just played a song with an acoustic guitar, that it still feels like a song. That no matter what sort of production and bells and whistles you throw on it in the studio to kind of augment the experience, that at the very core of it, there's a song. That there's a there's a meaning. There's a melody that is is sort of compelling and and musical. And, and again, I think part of all of this is that I've just gotten to a point where I'm not scared to say how I'm feeling. I don't want to think that my entire career prior to these couple of records has, was characterized by like hiding away. But yeah, I just feel this, this uh, a sense of relief and release, uh, you know, when I can write a song like projection and just say like, yeah, this is, this is where I'm at. And I want people to feel that there's no, there's no barrier between them and, and me. It's just a place that I like writing from now.
0: How hard was it uh, not to get off track again, but to sort of have this framework of this Ben Blank and then your own what you believe in and feel and want to get out there in the construct of this Ben Blank?
1: I, well, I think that the, in, a, in a way, the the idea of this character is that he sort of will mirror what whoever's experience is, is either writing the song or listening to the song in a way and I yeah there is a bit of a contradiction there too you know it's like if you're writing from this such a personal place why have this avatar you know out there doing the heavy lifting in this sort of imaginary landscape I mean part of it too is this romantic notion like Ben Blank to me is a cosmic cowboy voyager I'd love to see myself that way so it's a it's an exercise of imagination as well as much as it is of honesty it's sort of it's a way of of going out there and living a, and living a dream and living a fantasy. Cause as much as I'm you know, saying that everything is real and honest and emotional, I'm still, you know, still prone to wild flights of, of fantasy. That's just part of who I am too. So Ben blank is, as you said, it's a blank slate. It's a blank check in a way. And you write your own story through that and you connect to the songs or to that person, the way that you do and you yourself or anybody who listens to it. Will find some of themselves and maybe find an opportunity in them too to again undergo that process of recreation or reinvention
0: uh the openers uh, is a is a mover and get you going but uh the track afterlife what a jammer that is uh what can you tell me about that one
1: well you know at that, at that point of the story it's sort of this this acknowledgement that for all of our of our sort of looking ahead and we have the, we, we're just sort of predisposed to always look way out onto the horizon, you know, to see what's coming in, in and to prepare for this eventuality that is this distant future. We're so preoccupied with that, we forget to live in the moment. And I think that that's what the afterlife is about to me. is just sort of just reconnecting with the here and now. And that's what the spirit of rock and roll is. Rock and roll is all about here now. It's the immediate. I wanted that to be a celebration of all the things that I love about rock and roll. Well just sort of like be be here, be here in this moment.
0: That sounds like it. Uh and then if only beautiful end to the album, uh, what made sense for that to end it that way.
1: Yeah, it's 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 tough. Somebody called me on it the other day. They're like, you know, is it fair to the listener to go out on like a breakup song? You know? I just thought there's not there's not really a finality to the song. It's it's there's an open-endedness to it. This person's walking off into the night, definitely still still a bit lost, still a bit lonely.
2: I've been trying to hold on to a ghost. But if you'd hold hope-
1: I didn't want it to resolve on this sort of sugary sweet ending either, you know, and also to suggest perhaps that this isn't the end of the, the story.
0: A little hint for us there that there you go. Volume two.
1: Volume two. Who knows? We'll see if the songs are in there. I don't know.
0: Uh, Sam, you've been at this a while, a couple decades. That's a good chunk to kind of. Get a sense of who you are as an artist. I wonder, as you reflect, I know you don't like to do a lot of reflection because you're moving on to the next thing. But how would you sort of describe the evolution of yourself and your band from early to now? Like, what do you sense? What do you hear? What do you feel?
1: Yeah, you know, it's funny because this year marks the 20th year, sort of anniversary of our the release of our first full length record. We were born in a flame came out in 2003. We put out music prior to that, but that was like our first you know full album so as much as i think you said uh, very accurately we, we're not a band that likes to sort of dwell too much or be too fixated on the past this year sort of forced us in a way to to celebrate it in some way and to look to look back and i think even from a songwriting perspective as much as you i always want to feel like i'm pushing forward i'll always go back and uncover Things about the way I used because I forget to be honest, you know. A couple of years go by and I, I don't remember how I wrote the last record. Uh, and then the live show changes how you play the songs so much that they're almost unrecognizable in a lot of ways. And then I'll go back once in a while and I'll listen to the original recording. i like, oh yeah. And then that'll bring me back to the mindset of like how I used to think about the relationship between instruments when writing a song. You know, like I used to write a lot of things where the lead guitar line. And the keyboard line would be doing the same thing. And then I stopped doing that and made them do different things. But then sometimes I'll go back and I'll, re- I'll be like, oh, yeah, I really like that sort of that singularity that happens when you have these two things sort of not competing against each other. So the evolution is is that the recombination, or the recombining of all these things just happens in different ways at different times. But you're always just sort of building Building on what you've done before, you know. So it's not so much a conscious thing. But yeah, I'm I'm not one to turn my back on on the music that I made 10 or 15 or 20 years ago. If there's something, if there's something of value in there that I feel like I can sort of draw on for the record that I'm making in the moment, then the process just keeps getting deeper and deeper with every record. There's more to pull from, there's more to either ignore or there's more to uh, yeah, to go in and, and find some little hidden gem of an idea that I feel like I can now reconstitute or rework in some way.
0: So when we chatted last time, I had these five questions I like to throw, you know, they're generic song ones. I don't want to rehash those, but I have some new ones specifically for you. Um, You think we can run through these really quick? All right. How about a song Ben Blank might enjoy the most?
1: Can I pick two? sure because i feel like part of the part of this what this record is is sort of an amalgam of two maybe seemingly disparate things you know so let's take always on my mind by willie nelson
2: little things i should have said and done i just never took the time
0: when you were always on
2: my mind
1: Run, run, run by Spiritualized. Spiritualize is one of my favorite bands from the UK and I think what, what I was trying to do with this record in a lot of ways was to create a kind of like a big psychedelic sonic tapestry in some ways, but also have this country roots, you know, beating heart to it. So those would be two, two sort of things that I would consider when when writing the songs like how to, how to sort of superimpose those two things on top of each other.
0: That's fantastic. That's great. Okay, this is a little closer to home. Uh, a song that moves you the most from the Sam Roberts Band catalog when you sing it live? Uh,
1: Uprising Down Under. Uh, that's off our record called Chemical City.
2: Whoever said you can't be saved by a song? Whoever said that was drinking It will live on, it will live on, it will live on. And all the things that you own I provide to your foot you're swept away by the tide. Hope you'll find for your footprint swept away and by the tide.
1: Sometimes get a little. Chill. I think my my uh, my tear ducts are getting are thinning out or something or weakening. Is there a weakening that happens as you push on in life?
0: As your kids get older, yes.
1: As my kids get older, as you know, I'm watching a movie on a plane or whatever. It's just they just they, they tend to you know, but yeah, that song for me has always uh, always been a pretty emotional moment on stage.
0: Tears for me when I hear the family band is no more. <laughs> but speaking of the family band, okay, here's one. If they were to reunite, for something online, for fans that really enjoyed that experience and want more of the family band. A song the family band would enjoy doing. Definitely God's Plan by Drake. She said, do you love me? I tell her only partly. I only love my bed and my mom, I'm sorry. 50 dub, I even got it tatted on me. 81, they'll bring the crashes to the party. And you know me. From the O2 into the O3, Without 40 Ollie, there be no me. Imagine if I never met the broskis God's plan, God's plan. I can't do this on my own. Hey, no, hey. someone Someone watchin' it close, yup, yeah, close. I've been me since Scarlet Road. Hey, bro, hey. Might go down as G-O-D. Yup, yeah, wait. I go hard on Southside G, hey, wait. I make sure that
1: side eat, yeah. yeah I don't get to choose anymore I lost my position as band leader there was a there was a coup so that's why I'm I'm just assuming that that's what the song would be
0: okay uh how about a a current song from an artist or a band based in Canada that we should keep an ear we should be listening to
1: metric uh the band metric just put out a a new record called Formentera 2. I know there's so many great songs on that side so I would definitely give that a listen if you can Well, I know you can track it down in Columbus because they're all over the place.
0: last one grand finale song from your band that sort of captures the spirit of the band if if you had to hold up something and say this represents us to someone that's never heard it before what what would you choose
1: man that is such a tough question like to pick one song that's sort of emblematic of everything so if if in answering this i have to break it down into like what are the fundamental elements you know Everything that we do, we try to be very rhythmic about it. Even if it's a sort of folky song, there's always a sort of rhythmic pulse that's really important because that informs which, if you have three words that all mean the same thing, I'll always choose the word that has the most sort of rhythmic property to it. So even a song like, let's say, Bridge to Nowhere, uh, also off our record, Chemical City.
2: So another day breaks and the last one's gone. You dig deep carry on your debt's paid off but it don't feel gone so you slip out the back and you move moving on since you're on the a-
1: again, there are folk elements to it, but there's a, there's a rhythmic pulse to it that I think is representative of all the, you know, what you'll find in almost every song that we write. So that that's probably as good a representation as I can think of that encompasses everything.
0: Sam Roberts, what a thrill to catch up with you again uh, and hear about the adventures of Ben Blank. Thank you so much for your time and thank you for enriching our lives with your music.
1: Well, that's thank you for the kind words. And also uh, now that you know the pressure you've left me with a lot to think about here with the family band getting back together and everything that that could mean but also the fact that i have to make another record before i uh, before i come speak to you again you know so i got to got to get the fire lit
0: no you know what you could do is put collider back out on vinyl like a for a special record store day release it's
1: it, How about you that? Know, it's strange that you mentioned that because collider i want to also remix collider I feel like there's a version of that record that we haven't heard before that might be more representative of what we were going after in the studio. And sometimes, you know, the mix can reinvent a record entirely. And it's not that I don't like the way it turned out, but I I definitely think there's a sort of sonic element to that record that could be brought to the forefront a little bit. So we've toyed with that idea of actually not just re-releasing the record, but actually fully, fully remixing it and um and seeing what that could bring so all right another three things to think about (laughs) it's work on this show man
0: (laughs) glad i could help sam all the best thank you so much take care nice to see you again so long not goodbye so long not goodbye never cheers i'm mike foley talk to you again on the next music journey Hey, folks, this is Dan Skinner, host of Prognosis Ohio, part of the WCBE podcast experience. On our latest episode, I talk with Dr. Amy Acton, former director of the Ohio Department of Health, about what we learned from the pandemic and how we as a state are processing what we've experienced.
1: All the epidemics we face, whether they be heart disease and stroke, anxiety, depression, violence, opiate epidemics we're seeing road rage in record numbers
0: all of these things at their core relate to the need the basic need we have to feel in relationship to one another and if
1: enough of us do the right thing we all get through and Ohioans did record things,
0: they did flatten the curve Believe me folks it's an interview you don't want to miss check out this episode and more at prognosisohio.com or wcbe.org It's under the WCBE Podcast Experience tab.